0: Come It's that strong. Yeah. And the truth we want, black, righteous government.
1: That's right we're just traveling we're just traveling shalom shalom family shalom shalom can I be heard can I be heard let's see if brother King got the quick button again uh, greetings family and loved ones in the name of our King I'm grateful to be here with you once again as the song said we are just travelers traveling throughout this earth trying to find a place of our own and it's never easy we have to survive in this atmosphere and and continue praying that the most high will fulfill the promise that he made to our forefathers so long ago to deliver us from this captivity mishpaka but we have our own part to do in all of this we have to keep his laws statues and his commandments and we have to be faithful unto him all the days of our lives. So tonight we have a very special class Years of the Beast. How are we going to live in these last days with all these different changes happening? I remember many years ago there was a movie, a so called Christian movie, that had a uh, title, the same title and uh for those of you who are older probably remember it um you know just showed the circumstances of how people lived trying to find a place of safety and running away from the beast and uh it wasn't easy at all you know trying to find something to eat trying to avoid uh, the new systems that came about i think the movie was done back in the 70s or something but the content the uh the content the message was very clear i think people always knew that um life at some point in time will definitely change according to the prophecies written in our scriptures and whether you are a believer in the messiah or you are a scientist everyone knows everyone knows that something is not right and things Are rapidly changing and uh, they're very concerned and brothers and sisters we have to make sure that we are on point with everything that we do so hopefully tonight we will look at um, some things within the scriptures and also history within our scrolls and we're gonna look at different reports to confirm what what is to be expected, what is to to come in the future. And so we got to make sure, Mishpikah, that we are on the right side of history, hallelujah. So greetings to each and every one of you in the chat room, to our Mishpikah over in the the Caribbean, South and Central America, over here in these divided states of America, very divided, (laughs) and also across the border in Canada. Greetings to you and greetings to the Mishpikah over in the UK. Brother Kin, Lamb's heart, Brother Dawid, and our sisters and brothers, and also our Mishpaka over in Europe, the Netherlands, Germany, uh, throughout Africa. Shalom to you all, and throughout um, the middle of the East, the Far East, and every island of the sea. Shalom, shalom. Well, let's get started, Mishpaka. Let's have a word of prayer, and let's get right to it. We have a lot of things to look at, and time is waiting for no man so let's take a moment let us clear our minds and receive the uh the blessings from on high blessed are you you our elohim king of the universe father we come before you in prayer thanking you for your love and your mercy which truly endures forever asking you abba that you bless tonight's forum to open our understanding, to prepare us in these last days. As we are travelers moving through and fro this earth, being pilgrims, having no certain place, I ask, Abba, that you will shelter us, be a Goshen unto us, preserve us, uh, destroy the enemy that's around us and shelter us from these storms. Provide for all our needs, whether we are so-called free or in prison. I pray that, Father, that you will shelter us from these storms. We thank you for each and every one of us. We thank you, Father, for waking us up in these last days that we will be accounted worthy to enter your kingdom. Abba, we love you and we thank you. May your name be praised forever in Yeshua's name. Amen, hallelujah. Years of the beast, Mishpaka, years of this beast. Uh, You probably recognize a a, a particular symbol there and uh, it's it's by design because when you go back into history, you'll find that back in World War II, right before the war, there was a lot of processes, programs put in place to create a thousand-year Reich, uh, a, uh, an imitation of the Messiah's kingdom—a thousand years of Reich, of reign, mishpokah by the Germans. They wanted to uh destroy occupy bring out new systems eradicate certain peoples from society they had a perfect machine and they also had the perfect leader for a time until he got a little out of place and things changed and uh the rest is history but mishpika the mind of that 1000 year reich is still alive and kicking Many of the same German scientists and minds that existed back in those days, Mishpikah, were transferred from Germany, from Europe, right here in America, and their ideologies are still alive today. As a matter of fact, if you check out history, you'll see that a lot of the ideology of the the Third Reich came from right here in America, with the segregation, with the eugenics program, which, that's right, Brother kin Operation Paperclip was what they used to bring the, uh, the, secret, uh, the secret government were bringing those Nazis over here. And so they, you know, most of the uh, programs, ideology, as I said before, came from right here in America. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the royalties of the U.K., um, are related to, to the Germans. And they were secretly trying to make these deals and stuff to get Britain, uh, England over on their side, but uh, things didn't work out so well. And so therefore they um, designed different plans to conquer and to move about doing their business. But the Nazis themselves had a very unique program. The scientists were top notch. They were way ahead of their time. Not only did they have uh, the science and medicine, but they also had uh, religion, the occult on their side. It's very deep, Mishpacha, And uh, perhaps we're gonna have some time to go into these things in, in future, if the Most High wills it to be so. I, I believe that this uh, Years of the Beast will be part one, as we have so much things to cover as we uh, travel through these end times and uh, we got to bring wisdom to our people to wake them up and to bring awareness to our people to let them know you cannot sit idle you cannot just sit around and think everything is going to be normal nothing is normal mishpaka everything has changed and we have to do our due diligence so yes the uh uh the nazi war machine got their ideas, most of the ideas from right here in America. As a matter of fact, if you check out history, you'll see that the Kennedy family, the father, was involved in working with the Nazis and uh, many more different things. So you'll be surprised. There's a lot of stuff in the wing. So the devil, what he does is, he, first of all, the, dev- the devil has two hands. There's the left hand and the right hand of the devil, the conservative and the liberal side. And one side is going to be in favor for something, and one side is going to be against another thing. But it's the same devil. And you're going to run to one side thinking, Well, I'm a conservative, or I'm a Republican, or I'm liberal, I'm this or that. And guess what? You're running from one hand of the devil to the other. The only hands that we need to run to is to the one who has our names inscribed in his palms. And that's our Elohim, according to the scriptures. We're not supposed to be running to anyone else for safety, for any help, only to our Elohim. And that's it, Mishpaka. So let's get started. Warning, warning viewer discretion is advised. Tonight's presentation contains scripture and historical content that may not be suited for some viewers. So if you're weak in mind, uh, if you're weak in spirit, you're gonna see some scriptures that um will not sit so well on your stomach and uh it's nothing gruesome but just want to let you know these things are found in our scrolls and also in our histories and mishpika all we have to do is apply what the scriptures say what will happen and to know that scriptures that the prophecies uh, tend to repeat itself Uh, Prophetically in this world. And therefore, Mishpaka, we need to be mindful that we can't say, well, that's something of the past. We're going to make a lot of mistakes, okay? Truth, history bound to repeat itself. History always repeats itself, Mishpaka. It always repeats itself. And we cannot say, once again, that's something from the past and um you know we can just slide on by brothers and sisters the only thing that is not going to repeat itself as far as i know is our captivity see we already have gone through the ends of the earth being slaves and according to the prophets other things had to be fulfilled likewise we have already fulfilled that part with being in captivity but there are other parts Likewise, it has to be fulfilled, even that we will find in Deuteronomy chapter 28. So uh, if anyone is wondering, well, well are we going to go back into uh, slavery again? No, we're not going to go into slavery again. We've already covered that part. All right, but let us take a look at some other things that is happening. So let's get right to it. Think about it, people always take prophecy for granted. People always take prophecy for granted, Mishpachah. And we have to be very, very careful not to make prophecy as some some kind of a joke. Uh, there are a lot of people who mock and uh, say, you guys are a cult or what you believe in, has n- it will not come to pass. And they're going to say all kinds of stuff to deter you from your belief and from staying strong. And they will hold on to their science and their education and everything else. Um, but see what is happening right now. Notice how everywhere you go, people are kneeling, praying. People are driving through the city. Things are so bad, Mishpaka, that in, you know, back in the old days, we, we used to have driving theater, driving movies. Now we have driving church where people the pastor standing on this um this platform on the outside and everybody's just driving up in their car and over their phones or whatever or the loudspeakers listening to the to the to the minister drive in church. Church, Miss Picard. That is what's is happening today. People are on the rooftops of hospitals or in the hospital itself praying. Uh, and I, I said this earlier to the Mishpikah who were in a meet and greet um, today that, you know, that it's, it's so ironic that the same hospitals that abort babies and do uh, transgender sex change and all kinds of stuff are the same people that get together, form a circle and pray and ask the Most High to protect and deliver them from the plagues. How does that work, Mishpikah? How does that work? And so we find ourselves in um, a very interesting time where if you had to go and just pray or talk to medical staff and say, let's pray, they're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna say, we have the science, we got the medicine. But you notice that when people don't have remedies, the only thing left that they can do is fall on their knees and humble themselves and beg and cry, especially when they you know that the doctor that was so prideful with his skills in the medical facility has now been diagnosed or is dying or is dead or something is happening to him. And then when they start to see the doctors falling like flies, then they're going to uh, turn around and says, you know what? The only remedy that we have is to humble ourselves and turn to our king, turn to the, the, the most high, which is our king. And so we find all kinds of people, but the interesting thing about that mishpachah is that most of the people leading the prayer are Israelites or people that look like Israelites or people who have been uh, maintaining some type of religious perspective. One or the other. So times are, has definitely changed, Mishpachah. People are now realizing that they are helpless, and the Most High is allowing things to do to be so for a reason. And He has placed arrogant people. Remember, Pharaoh was arrogant. Nebuchadnezzar was arrogant. Uh, so many kings were arrogant, and the, the Bible says pride goeth before the fall you got the scientists the doctors the religious leaders the um so many people are saying let people stay home until we find a cure let people stay home until we find a cure but what happened is that we find certain leaders are saying you know i want to open up by next week i want to open up tomorrow <laughs> we can do this we had the greatest economy we have the greatest this and the greatest that, mishpaka. Everything is great. Just like Nebuchadnezzar went out on his balcony and says, you see all that I built, this great empire, this great empire that I built is so wonderful. Look at this. And the Bible says seven years will pass over you that you will eat straw like an ox. So what sort of person will we be? Will you be in the siege, mishpaka? And in the times of the end, what type of people are we going to be in this captivity, in this siege where everything is being held hostage? Because that's the time the truth is actually revealed. When we start to, you know, characters, it it tends to come out. If you have substance, it will come out. If you don't have substance, oh well. Are you strong enough to maintain your humanity with all righteousness during those times? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves, Mishpaka, because prophecy is definitely unfolding. And there are a lot of people who believe that the military is going to be their salvation. Again, the medicines, academia, economics brothers and sisters the most high has caused plagues to fall in every vicinity every place even the very animals are being plagued everything is being plagued and people are trying to uh get around these things Well, trying to go into the cupboards and find all old, old remedies old vaccines has never worked on other things. We're going to try it now. We're going to look for for a, a million guinea pigs to try stuff on. Well, let's see. Let's watch and see. In the book of Second Peter, chapter three, verses one to six, it says, "This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Your pure minds, brothers and sisters." By way of remembrance. What does that mean, remembrance? It means that you had something before, that you were aware of something before. And so I want to bring that to your mind again. Verses 2 that you may be mindful of the words, the words, the words which were spoken, past tense, before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of our. Of us, the apostles of Yahuwah, of Adonai and Savior, knowing this first, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. That's the first thing that's going to happen. The comedians, if you put on the TV, you're going to see late-night folks laughing at this and laughing at that. And some of them stop laughing after their friends has passed away. This thing is affecting every segment of society. But yet, after they sober up, they go right back and laugh again. So one of the signs to know that we are in the last days, mishpaka is the signs of scoffers scoffers all right verses 4 says and saying this is what the scoffers will say where is the promise of his coming where's the messiah for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue just as they were as they were from the beginning of creation for this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of elohim the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water what happened family it perished got destroyed people are willingly ignorant willingly they don't want to stop and ask the questions and you know the most high has allowed us to have something called the internet that we can pay close attention worldwide we don't have to wait a week for for news to hit us anymore things are happening like this around the clock the news that i'm going to present tonight is probably old news by now old news mishpaka things are happening around the clock around the world and people are uh witnesses real time of what is happening and there there is no more excuses to be passed around people will have to answer for turning um a blind eye okay let's look at luke chapter 21 and they ask him saying master but when shall these things be and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, verses 8, Luke 21 and 8, Take heed that you be not deceived, Mishpachah. You know, this is, in, this is in harmony with the scoffers, because a scoffer will make light of something and through laughter deceive you, Mishpachah. So it's on point. But Kepha says that the first thing that is going to happen is scoffers. And what Yeshua is saying is the same thing. Deception, jokes, propaganda. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. Yes, he is the Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. There will be a lot of deceit. They'll use um, the Messiah as a um poster boy poster child or whatever for propaganda they're going to use his teachings to you know sell tapes and videos Uh, you know many years ago there was a guy a husband wife team tammy uh uh, jimmy and tammy faye baker i know i don't know if you remember that and they had uh, a gold what is it a gold house for the dog and they had i mean amusement parks they had all kinds of stuff set up um and uh he ended up going into jail and when he went to jail she decided to move on with her life i guess the cash cow was over so she moved on and did something else so he came out of prison and he's back to his old games again so now he's selling um <laughs> <medicine>. <laughs> saying that this stuff, I think it's uh, silver or something, iodine or whatever it is. Some formula, he's saying that um, this stuff is going to fight the corona. So now the Justice Department, I believe, <laughs> is uh, colloidal, is, uh, yes, colloidal s- silver. Thank you. Uh, the Justice Department now is looking into uh, that's correct brother akin uh, looking into that snake uh, snake oil salesman uh, you're saying dr oz is doing the same thing too <laughs> so you would think that that guy would have learned his lesson in jail but you know opportunity mishpaka opportunity the bible says that they will make merchandise of him they will make merchandise of him this is what Yeshua talked about you know this is what the scriptures talk the bible talked about so he says verses 9 he says but when you shall hear of wars and commotions be not terrified for these things must first come to pass for the end is not by and by then said he unto to them uh, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom In- and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven now i purposely put this in bold blue why because you know every once in a while we hear brothers and sisters uh, people in general talk about well, this is by men, this is by men, this is by men. Well, the most high is either allowing stuff he has put them to full, put it in their within their minds to fulfill his will and uh, so the bible says uh, and fearful sights and great signs shall be there be shall there be from heaven, and great signs shall there be from heaven from Heaven, from heaven. Pestilence, wars, rumors of wars, you name it. And so we are seeing this accumulation, this mixture of all of these things happening rapidly, threats from one country to the other. Who did it? Did China do it? Did the Europeans do it? Did America do it? Who's doing this thing? Who's starting this problem? Pointing fingers. Verses 19 says, In your patience, Mishpachah, your patience, possess ye your souls. You must contain yourself, brothers and sisters. We must have self-control. We must not let the thing change our course. We must never let the situation, the storm around us, the buzzing in our ears, the insecurities of others, the attitudes of other people, the tantrums that people throw, the laughter, the jokes, the mockery, everything else that people bring about. That's to kind of distract you from staying and maintaining your course. It will happen on different levels, but we must maintain our course, possess our souls. Verses 20 and when you shall see Jerusalem, Jerusalem, compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is near. When you see these things happen, when we're surrounded. So tonight, I'm, we're gonna go into that tonight as part of our studies You know, with the years of the beast because we are actually in the years of the beast. And Mishpachah, that time of Jerusalem being surrounded, that was only a one-time thing at that time. It's going to happen again. We are the offspring of Jerusalem. We are the children of Israel, and we have to be attentive to what's happening around us. Prophecy is not a one one one-time deal, Mishpachah. All right, it says, "Compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh." Verses twenty-one. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains flee to the mountains let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. notice it's repeated three times flee depart and don't come in flee depart and don't come in three times that's life because save your skin <laughs> verses 22 for these be the days of vengeance. Well, wait a minute. Vengeance. Vengeance for, for what? For whom? On on who? Brothers and sisters, remember that this Bible was given to Israel. It was written by Israelites for Israelites about Israel and Israel's position or place within this world, this earth. And know very well that the High have to Bring vengeance, remember he opened the book and he read and says, the, um, Adonai has anointed me, the Most High has anointed me to um, heal the sick, you know, open the eyes of the blind, the mouth and all that stuff. And then he closed the book. He didn't read the part of vengeance. Well, that's coming. Vengeance for whom? You read the book of Luke chapter one, it speaks about the prophecy the, uh, by Zechariah. Zacharias, John the Baptist's father, the priest, he said, you know, he's praying that the Messiah, this child is going to be, you know, to deliver us from, from our captivity and to redeem us and all that stuff. Well, our Messiah is coming. He's starting the process. He's stirring things up so he can get us out. For these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written, the things pertaining to the end time when it says all things is not talking about we're going to rapture up to heaven it's not talking about we're going to just be zap into Jerusalem but the things pertaining to all of these curses the plagues all of these things wars all of these things which are written it has to come to pass but woe unto them that are with child those pregnant those pregnant women woe unto them that are with child we're going to see what that means Mishpachah. we're going to see what happened what was prophesied in our Torah we're going to also see what happened historically in ourmounts uh, the uh, the prophets and then we're going to see what was um, to hap- what what is to happen in the future okay it says woe uh, unto them that are with child. And to them that give suck, so those nursing children, those 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 mothers who are nursing the little babies, it'll be a hard time for the, for them. It says, "For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people, this people, Mishpaka, this people." It's not speaking about everybody, but upon the offspring of the children of israel and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and jerusalem shall be trodden down of the gentiles until the times of the gentiles be fulfilled so uh, yes we were taken away already into captivity we've been in captivity from the time we came out from Egypt, to read the book of Judges, we, we went into captivity, small one. Later on, in the book of uh, Kings and whatnot, captivity, Assyrian captivity, Babylonian captivity, even in Egypt, Syrian captivity, <clears throat> Greek captivity, Roman captivity, Persian captivity. I mean, we've been in a lot of captivities, and even to this very day, Dispersed among the nations. But the Bible says, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled, Mishpachah. That hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, Mishpachah. Jerusalem is still trodden down of the Gentiles. The Gentiles are still occupying our places. Verses 28. And when when these things begin to come to pass, it says, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption not everyone's redemption it says your redemption you israelites your redemption draweth nigh and he spake to them a parable behold a fig tree in all the trees i'm gonna skip on down to verses 34 and he says and take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that this so that, that day come upon you unawares. Now, I have the word surfiton in red for a reason. Let's look at the definition of that word. It says, consume too much of something, to consume too much of something. Consumerism. I am surfeited with shopping. Hmm? Doesn't that sound familiar to you, Mishpaka? Doesn't it sound like something that has in our time, Mishpaka? That's right, Brother Akin. Things and more things. Capitalism. We always want stuff. China's supposed to be uh, communist, But when they saw how capitalism worked, they jumped in the bandwagon. And now you got billionaires over in China. Everybody wants to get a piece of the pie. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> the price is right, right? Everybody wants to scratch a ticket. Everybody wants to find some way to um, to to get wealth that so they can consume more stuff. I buy a car. Well, the car looks a little naked. I need to get some dubs to put on the, on this thing. Some twenty twos, twenty fours. I got to put gold things on this thing well I don't like the sound system I need to upgrade it to something else you buy a phone it's not about the phone anymore I need to have some bling all around the phone the case has to 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 match you know what I'm wearing <laughs> I got a hat to go with that um, I got the shoes the to go with it too. <laughs> the stockings right mishpaka uh you got the the bag got a match with it too, and um the car got a match and you want your you want the paint <laughs> you want the paint to have like three different like it's three d paint you know three different colors so when it turns to the left it looks uh red when it turns to the right it looks a little blue when you look from the top it looks green you know so you got all the colors in there special special um you know like fingernail polish paint on the car. <laughs> Well, that's where we live today, Mishpaka. Candy paint, that's correct. <laughs> uh, Rudder Max, you're right. Uh, that's me, the, the battleship gray. That's, that's sufficient for me. You can scratch it, and, and it's still gray. <laughs> but um, that's, that's the world that we live, brothers and sisters. And the Bible is very true. Our Messiah is telling us this is one of the signs. When you see. Everybody is trying to get bling. Even, I mean, we're we were the ones who came up with the term bling. You know, the gold chain, the bling. This is my bling. Now, every gentile is using the same term, even presidents using the same term, b- bling. Right? It says verses 35 for as a sneer, shall it come on all, all them that dwell on the the face of the whole earth 36 says watch ye therefore watch that's something that we have to do and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of man hallelujah that's what we ought to do mishpaka we have to Make sure that our calling on election is definitely sure. Every time we look around and we we wait for approval for righteousness' sake, hoping that someone is going to, you know, catch up and follow uh, the scriptures, brothers and sisters, that is time wasted. I know sometimes we want to see all our loved ones to be on the same page. It doesn't always work like that it's not always possible we know full well mishpaka that if you want to go to the movies and the time says 7 30 the movie's gonna start and you've been waiting for a month to see that movie and the person whoever is going with you to the movies is not ready or dressed you're gone you said hey see you later right we know this mishpaka so we have to make sure that we find ourselves ready in, um, in all things, in all things. We were warned, according to the scriptures, we were warned. So we as Israelites, we have no excuse whatsoever. And we're going to go into the book of Leviticus chapter 26 to see what was written beforehand. And um, we're going to look at uh, some reports to see what is happening around the world that is building uh, to this very important um, thing that we need to look at. It's, it's a part of our Torah that many of us uh, swerve around, okay? This is one of the curses. Leviticus chapter 26, verses 25 down to verses 29. It says, And I will bring a sword upon you, that's Israelites. Mosiah is going to bring a sword upon Israel that shall avenge the quarrel of my covenant. Brethren, the Mosai is not playing. He says, when we break his covenant, his Torah, The five books that were given that that have all the instructions of how we should live. He says he has a quarrel with us, a quarrel, Mishpaka. He's going to avenge the quarrel of my covenant. That's serious business. That's very personal. And when you are gathered together within your cities, we call it the hood, the ghetto, the block, the urban cities where Israelites dwell. He says, I will send the pestilence among you and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. And when I have broken the staff of your bread, now what that means is that he's not breaking bread with us. He is destroying our food supply. That's what he's talking about. When I destroy your food supply, Ten women, ten women shall bake bread, shall bake your bread in one oven. Because that's all that's around. Ten women shall bake your bread in one oven, and they shall deliver you your bread again by weight. They're going to come, bake the bread, and then they're going to sell it to you. By weight, but it's not going to be enough. It says, and you shall eat and not be satisfied. Because you're going to weigh the thing like, that's all you got. You got 10 women. And to show you how bad it is, right, they have ovens, but the food supply is so small, you only need one oven because things are so short. Now, if you had a, an abundance of supplies of food and stuff, we can bake stuff at our own house. Remember, the Bible says in Exodus Shemot twelve that if you have a lamb and it's 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 too much too much for you or too little too much or whatever there's too much, you get some other Israelites to join you and eat that thing. But imagine the opposite of that. You have too little. You have a lot of people with just very little. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to put it. We have just enough to put in one oven because we got enough rocks in there. Right? So you can put 10 loaves of bread in there because the bread, number one, is small. And, um, you know, that's all we got. So we don't need a lot of um, ovens. The Bible says it is so little that... You're gonna weigh the thing, and (laughs) you're gonna be like, "Is that it? Is that it? Uh, Anything else in the oven?" You're gonna be looking for the bread, the the bread pans to to scrape that little, you know, that little surface of whether the the bread, the residue. That's a curse, mishpaka Verses twenty-seven, and if you will not, if you will not, for all this, hearken, listen unto me. But walk contrary unto me, then I will walk contrary unto you also in fury. And and I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. And you shall eat the flesh of your sons. And the flesh of your daughters shall you eat. Have you all ever stopped to think that perhaps this thing is coming our way, the the way of the world, that a famine is going to come to the point where people are going to resort to cannibalism, eating their own children? We're going to dig into this thing, Mishpikah. Years of the beast. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 53 to 57. Very similar, very similar curse, Mishpachah. And you shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and of your daughters, which Yahuwah, your Elohim, have given you. He has given you those children, and you're going to turn around and eat your own children your own body you're eating your own flesh that's your own children in the siege and in the straightness when you're blocked up straightness I can't go to the left I can't go to the right I can't get out of this hole I'm stuck right wherewith your enemies shall distress you so that the man that is tender among you you know that that nerd that guy who is never doing never harm anyone you know he's not a problem maker troublemaker excuse me he's not a troublemaker <coughs> I always get along with you you know it doesn't mean tender like he's a sodomite he says so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom. Why? And toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. Because he's going to be looking for your brother's children. He's not, he, he doesn't want to eat his children. He doesn't want to eat his own child. The first place he's going to look to eat, he's going to go over at your house. Now, I'm going to watch your children for a little bit. You go ahead and try to find some food. I'll watch, I'll take the first watch. And while you're out looking for food, he has the big old (laughs) head uh, head hunter pot in the backyard preparing, um, you know, food. The Bible says that guy, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children, whom he shall eat, because he have nothing left him in the siege. He's going to eat his own children, and he's not going to want to share either. It's going to get bad like that, Mishpaka. I don't have any food to eat. I'm not going to share uh, this meal with you all, even if it's my own flesh and blood. I'm just going to eat my own flesh and blood, and that's it. And in a straightness, wherewith your enemy shall distress you in all your gates. The gates, in your gates, Mishpaka. Verses 56, it says, The tender and delicate woman among you, which would not venture to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for her delicateness and tenderness. You know that, um, that gentle, that uh, tender woman, says her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet a newborn mishpika a newborn and toward her children which she shall bear which she shall bear for she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in a siege and straitness wherewith your enemy shall distress you in all your gates We're looking at this tender little child, you know, sometimes among Hebrews, when you have these little babies and they're so soft and tender, you want to bite them in their little cheeks and you want to bite their little arms and bite their little feet And, <laughs> you know, they're so chewy looking, right? Oh, well, Pekah, if you ever seen those cartoons with the coyote and the road runner, everything that moves looks like a meal. When hunger kicks in, everything that moves, everything starts to look, it's like a mirage. You know, everything looks like something is is cooking. This is no joke, Mishpaka. And I know that there are many people who don't even um, consider these things, but just think about it. Think about that movie, um, what is it? The Book of Eli. The Book of Eli where Denzel Washington came to this house and they, the, the couple invited him in and they had a meal prepared and when they checked everything out they had they were they were catching people, trapping people, that's food. And it came to pass, these curses, brothers and sisters, definitely came to pass. It all came to pass, Mishpachah. All of these things came to pass before, and it will happen again. Let's take a look. Lamentations chapter 2, verses 20. Lamentations of Jeremiah. Behold, O Yahuwah, and consider to whom you have done this. Please, look and see who you're doing these things to. Shall the women eat their fruit? It's not talking about fruits on a tree, Mishpaka. It's asking a question. It's asking a very important question. It's saying shall the woman the women eat their fruit and children of a span long you see the span little babies that just came out little you know newborns shall the women eat their fruit and that child that is just uh, as big as a hand shall the priests and the prophet be slain in the sanctuary of yehua please consider what's written here mishpacha it is sin disobedience to the most high that has disrupted life and the whole world itself is going crazy mishpacha lamentations 4 and 10 the hands of the pitiful women of the pitiful women have sodden their own children they cooked their own children sodden They were their meat. They, the children, were their meat in the destruction of the daughter of my people. I know for many of us, we're going to say to ourselves, you know, I could never do something like that. Have you been under a severe famine? I'm talking about a severe famine where you cannot even go out to go eat beetles off of a tree. You can't even go out and eat a blade of grass. You're under siege. You can't go out, you're stuck. No place to run. When that happens, when you are famished, when you are starved, the brain goes into survival mode your mind is not clear anymore. It starts to think, how can I live? What do I need to do to survive? When you are in the winter and you are you know, caught in a snowstorm and your body parts, you know, you're, 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 the heat of the body it starts to diminish, the body starts to go into survival mode. It says the heart needs to keep beating, the lungs need to be okay, all your vital organs is okay, but you don't need your toes, you don't need your ears, you probably don't need half of your leg, you don't need your arms, but the rest of the body, the brain needs to function. The body starts to decide what needs to go, and it's, it starts to pull back the energy, the heat from certain places and keep it where it needs to keep you alive, that, that person alive. And it's the same thing when it comes to famines, Mishpaka. Your mind starts to to take over automatically and say, you know what? That thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make stone soup. That stone, I can boil that stone, and I can get some flavor from the stone, and I will drink this thing as a broth and we'll go to bed. Dirt pancakes. Let's move on. Let's see what happened. Second Kings chapter 6, 25 to 30. And there was a great famine in Samaria, not a small one. Great famine in Samaria, Northern Kingdom. And behold, they besieged it until an ass, a donkey's head, was sold. Let me stop for a moment. (laughs) A donkey's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver. What are the people going to do with a donkey's head, Mishpaka? A donkey's head? Somebody's going to have some donkey filet filet mignon, pepper soup. (laughs) They're going to have donkey head kebabs, Mishpaka. The eyeball the ears even the very hair of the donkey's head is going to be eaten too the tongue the the brain they're going to suck those eyeballs out they're going to eat everything mishpaka because it's a great famine now listen to this and the fourth part of a cab of doves dung for five pieces of silver it is so bad mishpaka that people were buying the birds doo-doo The doo-doo. Now, you may say to yourself, uh, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. What are they, they going to do with the doo-doo? Well, you can use it to cook, but, but let's, let's, let's back up just a little bit. If you go to a Chinese restaurant, there is something of specialty called bird nest soup. Bird nest soup okay go check it out (laughs) pull it up (laughs) mishpika now bird nest soup is made from the the nest the spittle that they the the swallow takes when it it takes spit and it takes straw it spits on the straw and use that as a glue to make a nest and when they make the nest you know birds doo-doo in the nest the little ones doo-doo in the nest things die in the nest whatever it's in the nest and then the chinese come that's right the chinese the asians come they pick up this thing they shake it a few times rinse it whatever and put that stuff in a nice pot and they boil it down and make a beautiful excellent mm, lovely lovely (laughs) soup and people go out, they buy that stuff, and they drink that stuff. Let me read it again one more time. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass head was sold for four score pieces of silver. People were taking the silver to buy a donkey's head to eat, and a fourth part of a cab of dove's dung, Mishpaka. For five pieces of silver I want you all who are much wiser than me as far as money is concerned go check it out see how much money that is in today's money and post it in the chat so I can bring it out four score that's 80 pieces 80 pieces of silver I believe it is and five pieces of silver what's the price of that mishpaka And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, they cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my Lord, O king. And he said, If Yahuwah do not help you, if the Most High can't help you, when shall I help you? How can I, where am I going to get help uh, from, woman? Out of the barn floor? From the barn floor? From There's nothing in the barn. Or out of the wine press? The thing is dry. It's empty. Huh? Where, where do you expect me to get the stuff to help you? I don't have anything, right? And the king said unto her, "What aileth you? What, what's wrong with you? What's wh- why are you feeling sick?" And she answered, "This woman said unto me, this one here, like in the time of Solomon, there were two prostitutes living together, sharing a, a flat, or an apartment together. They both had children." One of the children died, right, and the other one lived. And um, one of them stole the child, and Solomon had to settle the case, right? Remember that story? Well, this is similar. This woman said unto me, give your son that we may eat. All of us will eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. <laughs> Bring your child. We're going to have dinner. We'll make a nice, lovely Thanksgiving dinner tonight, today. And tomorrow, we'll come together again, same time, and we'll have, we'll have um, my son, okay? Let's read on. Let's read on. Verses 29. So we boiled my son and did eat him. Now she's talking to the king, right? We boiled my son, we did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, give your son, give up your son, your child, that we may eat him. And she she had hid her son. Mishpikah, you see what happened? Don't tell me that what we read in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28 is not true, Mishpikah. We're now starting to see the years of the beast unfolding. The years of the beast unfolding. All that happened in the past, in the scriptures, in the prophets, is starting to unfold. All of the little bits and pieces is now coming together. Mishmachah. So this woman says, made a deal, turned around, they all ate the child. And then she hid her child away so that there wouldn't be any dinner. And it came to pass, verse, verses 30, when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes, he tore his clothes, and he passed by upon the wall. And the people looked, so he's walking the wall, and the people are looking at him, and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. It broke his heart, but he was a wicked king. Let's see what happened, because he turned around. Jehoram threatened the prophet Elisha, blaming him for the siege. A lot of times when things go wrong, we're going um, to see some news reports about that in China. When things go wrong, they turn around and blame our people. And saying that it is because of us, that the virus is out there because of us. Because of our people, the virus is out there. My brothers and sisters, we are watching things unfold. We don't know what's going to happen. But we have to pay close attention. And we're not learning. It says, verses 31, 2 Kings 6 and 31. Then he said, that's the king, Elohim do so and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat." shall stand on him this day. I'm going to chop this prophet's head off. Like how they beheaded the guy who came in the spirit of Elijah, John the Baptist. Remember? Because he spoke the truth and they didn't like it so much and they wanted to behead him. Thematically speaking, we knew that John would have lost his head. Why? Because the Bible told us he was coming in that spirit. And it was prophesied right here in Second Kings that the man who was gonna come in that spirit was gonna lose his head. And this is it right here before you. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him. So the messenger showed up, and he said to the elders, See you how this son of a murderer. This prophet right here came to the elders. You see, this son of a so and so amongst you, son of a, a murderer, have sent to take away mine head. Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? Elisha sat in his house with the elders, sat with him. The king sent a man from before him. But he was found out, right? The plot was found out, and while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down unto him, and he says, Behold, look, this evil is of Yahuwah. What should I wait for, Yahuwah, any longer? What should I wait for, Yahuwah, any longer? The evil thing is from the Most High. Should I, should I continue serving the Most High? The prophet knew what was going on. The people didn't like what was happening. The most high put this curse upon Israel. My brothers and sisters, we have to choose what side we're going to be on. Prophecy can repeat itself, brothers and sisters. Prophecy can repeat itself. As much as people would um, uh, shy away from facing the music. You know, I don't want to hear this. Let's change the channel. I don't want to hear this. Let's preach, teach, and say smooth words for us. We don't want to hear this thing. You can't run away from prophecy. We are living in prophecy right now, brothers and sisters. Let's take a a look. Ezekiel chapter 5. This is a prophecy. Verses 1, and thou, you, son of man, take you a sharp knife, take you a barber's razor, and cause it to pass upon your head and upon your beard, Then take you balances to weigh and divide the hair. Brothers and sisters, when we see this thing with balances, it's judgment. And the hair that is divided is a prophetical uh, it's it's um it symbolizes Israel being divided, Mishpikah. Remember the book of Matthew, chapter ten and thirty says, But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Verses two you shall burn with fire a third part. Where have we heard this before? Watch the language. You shall burn with fire a third part in the midst of the city when the days of the siege are fulfilled. The world is under siege, the whole world. This is why the book of Revelation, see, Ezekiel was dealing with a specific place. But the other side, the secondary prophecy, Revelations, the Mosai took the template of Ezekiel, gave it to John, and says, Preach preach these words it's going to happen a second time but this time on a worldwide wide scale because israel is dispersed among the nations so the book of revelation speak of this thing and you shall take a third part and smite about it with a knife and a third part you shall scatter in the wind wind is war mishpacha and I will draw out a sword after them. You shall also take thereof a few in number and bind them in your skirts. A few of them keep a little bit close to you. Then take them again, again, and cast them into the midst of the fire and burn them in the fire. For thereof shall a fire come forth into all the house of Israel. Thus saith you, Elohim, this is Jerusalem. I have set it in the midst of the nations and the countries that are round about her. The center of the Most High's world is Jerusalem, Mishpakah. Jerusalem, the center, that's his glory. And she shall change, she hath changed my judgments. Let me read it again, verse 6. And she, that's Jerusalem, Israel, have changed my judgments into wickedness. I have repeatedly say, when you read Exodus chapter 19, it flows into chapter 20. Yehua spake all these words saying. You go from verses 1 to 17, and then the people couldn't listen to the words that he was speaking they moved away but the most High never stopped from speaking mishpika he continued speaking all the way over to what uh chapter 24. and when you look at chapter 20 chapter 21 says these are my judgments these are my judgments and it continues all the way through most people do not care about the judgments they say that's done away with we only just do the 10 well the judgments explain the 10 how we should live it's there are instructions of how we should live and most people shy away from that but not me i'm going to teach this thing because it's true she have changed my judgments into wickedness that's wicked i don't do we're not supposed to do that more than the nations My statutes, more than the countries that are round about her, but they have refused my judgments and my statutes. They have not walked in them. They have not walked in them. Why? Because today our people are Christian. In the past, we follow Balaam. Today, Balaam has a beard. He has um, a couple drops of blood, and he's white, lily white, and he's on a a thing, or he's around somebody's neck, or he's on a candle. He's painted on a candle. Or if you open the Bible and you keep going through it, you might find a picture of him in that. Another master, right? Verses 7, therefore, thus saith you are, Elohim, because you multiplied more than the nations that are round about you, and have not walked in my statues, neither have kept my judgments, neither have done according to the judgments, neither have done according to the judgments of the nations that are round about you. Therefore, thus saith are Elohim, behold, I, even I, am against you, and will execute judgments in the midst of you, in the sight of all nations all of the nations and i will do in you that which i have not done and whereunto i will not do any more the like because of all your abominations hmm let's move on verses 10 therefore the father shall eat the sons in the midst of you And the sons shall eat their fathers. Mm. Grandpa can't move. I'm hungry. He falls asleep in his uh, lazy boy chair. And the little children are like gremlins all around him. They see sausages. They see steaks. They see stuff sitting in the chair because they're hungry. And you can hear, Grandpa can hear the knife sharpening, but he doesn't know. He's on the menu. He doesn't know that they're planning on having, you know, uh, salami. (laughs) Mishpaka. And he's thinking, oh, we're going to eat good tonight. He doesn't know that he's going to be on the menu. That's why it says, the father shall eat the sons in the midst of you, and the sons shall eat their fathers, and I will execute judgments in you. And the whole remnant of you will i scatter into all the winds will be caught into war will be called caught into strife mishpaka wherefore as i live saith if you are elohim surely because you have defiled my sanctuary and it's not just the sanctuary where we had the high priest mishpaka this right here this sanctuary okay With all your detestable things, and with all your abominations, therefore will I also diminish you. He's going to make us small. Neither shall mine eye spare, neither will I have any pity. Now, our Creator is saying, He's not going to pity us. Church is saying, Jesus will never do that. So what are they reading in the book of Revelations? Mishpaka. A third part of you shall die with the pestilence. That's the book of Revelations. And with famine. That's the book of Revelations. And they shall be consumed in the midst of you. And the third part shall fall by the sword round about you. And I will scatter a third part into all the winds. And I will draw out a sword after them. Thus shall my anger be accomplished and I will cause my fury to rest upon them and I will be comforted. I'll be satisfied. Brothers and sisters, and they shall know that I, yehua, have spoken it in my zeal when I have accomplished my fury in them. <clears throat> Moreover, I will make you waste and a reproach among the nations we will be like doo-doo waste doo-doo among the nations that are round about you in the sight of all that pass by so it shall be a reproach and a taunt an instruction an astonishment unto the nations that are, are round about you let me explain that just a little bit you know a lot of nations write books about how we are dummies and we we don't have much intellect they look at us our condition the curses that are upon us and they write all these documentations saying that these people are no good they can't think they're not intelligent but they don't realize that these things are curses this is why the bible says so it shall be a reproach and a taunt they're gonna laugh at us mock us right uh, with the music, the minstrel shows, the uh, newspaper articles, and instruction, how to deal with us, how we are, in their, in their uh, science manuals, in their books, whatever. You can go back into the library and see how they've written, documented a bunch of stuff about us. And an astonishment unto the nations, like, wow, look at these people that are round about you. When I shall execute judgments in you in anger and in fury and in fury, furious rebukes, I you are, have spoken it Mishpaka. when i when I shall send upon them the evil arrows of famine mm. that is the type of famine that sticks to your ribs, it sticks in you like 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 an arrow, and you can't pull it out. You' are too weak to pull it out. That thing is just moving, and you're just going to, you know if you pull it out, you're going to die. <laughs> that's, a, that's a gross famine, Mishpachah. Evil arrows of famine, as if the Most High is just stretching out, you know, against us. He's shooting us down, which shall be for their destruction, which I will send to destroy you, and I will increase the famine upon you. And will break your staff of bread. He's he's going to destroy our food supply. So will I send upon you famine and evil beasts, and they shall bereave you. We're gonna, they're going to make us cry. And pestilence and blood shall pass through you, and I will bring the sword upon you. I, Yahuwah, have spoken it. He wants to make sure that we understand where we're getting our behind kicked, who's kicking our behind. And still our people, I mean, look around, look around. I, I'm seeing all of these shows, um, Slackness, the music videos itself, you put on a music video, MF this, blah, 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 blah this, blah, blah and tattoos all over, and women are like, and the men are, <laughs> Bishbaka, what's wrong with our people? When will we ever learn? (sighs) Your papers, please. The great registration. I'm going to read some some things here, and then we'll get into uh, some news reports so we can see that the things that we looked at before is ripe. It's around the corner. Back in the day, as I said before, um, the Nazis had a program, checking people to see who they are, monitoring people, where the movements of people, they listen to what you speak. Um, If you said something against the government, they'll break into your house and arrest you and kill you or put you in prison. You'll just disappear. Communist Russia did the same thing. China, Communist China did the same thing. Japan, I mean, in many countries, even in Africa, <clears throat> even in England, even here in America, there, there are histories that has repeated itself over and over, that uh, at some point in time, tyranny takes over, and things change. But we're seeing um, an accumulation of many things of the past being brought to light, brought to life again, in our time. You see, there's nothing new under the sun, Mishpaka. All we are seeing is a refined, a refined practice, a refined system that used to be crude back in the day. It's now refined today. We're moving from a paper system into electronics. Right now, we are so accustomed. Most people don't even Buy stuff with cash anymore. It's a cash app, it's a PayPal, it's whatever, and you just take your phone and go, "Beep." And if you notice a lot of the um, I'm not even sure if I have it in my reports here but a lot of the, the grocery stores are now changing their systems to receiving automatic payments um, or payments by swiping your phone. You just got to sign up because, remember, Apple already set set up their Apple Pay and many other people got their different types of payments in there. And you have your smartphone, and you just press the thing and go beep, and you're good to go. And the virus is perfect because you don't want to touch anybody. You don't want to touch the thing that's here. Just go beep, and that's it. And soon, we already know that they're hacking the phones. They've already started the process. Hack the phone, hack the phone, hack, and you get tired. It says, you know what? Forget it. Let's stop using the phone. You know? I'm, I, I, people are stealing my, my information. So let's, So guess what? Put it in the hand. But Mishpakah, everybody doesn't have a hand. There are many people who go out to fight in Iraq or Iran, um, Afghanistan, and they come back with, without arms. But guess what? Everybody must have a head to be alive. So the Germans have tried. We know that in Europe, the, uh, what is it, Sweden? Sweden has already tested this um, chip, microchip, cashless society system. And, um, you know, a lot of European countries are experimenting right now. But you see, there's a lot of people who believe in churchianity. They read Revelations, they see the 666 thing, and it says, mark of the beast, mark of the beast. But if you want to be able to um, eat, and the virus is saying you can't go out of your house, and you're seeing people dying, And you're hearing stories of people dying, people can't breathe because of a virus that is worse than the flu. And you only got a certain amount of supplies in your house. And you want to go back to work. And they tell you, you need to have some papers to register to prove that you don't have the the virus and you're not going to infect people and you got bills to pay your house you as a knucklehead hebrew were in church but you you couldn't hear the message of the messiah saying just clothing basic shelter and food that's all you need you you couldn't hear that message you were hearing ah just put a thousand dollars in the plate and the most high and god jesus will bless you you want to be blessed like me (laughs) that's all you were hearing And you've seen the women with the short hair going up, preaching, talking like men. Uh, God has given me a word. I'm prophetess so-and-so. That's all you were hearing. You couldn't couldn't hear the simplicity of the Messiah's message. What you heard was five cars, 10-bedroom house. Not just this house, but we want to make sure I get a house. I want to get a house down in... uh, uh Florida, I want a house over in the West Coast. I want a house in the islands. I want to get a house all over the place. And that's what we were hearing. We were hearing these messages. We've seen the alligator skin shoes on the pulpit. We've seen the sodomites singing. It sounds so wonderful. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. For years. We've been hearing about planting a seed and then or give send some money to, to bring a Jew, Jewish person back to uh from the Ukraine back to um to Israel, you can't go to Israel yourself because you never have enough money you've been given money to to, to help Jew Jewish people go back to uh, Israel, but you don't have enough money to buy a ticket for you to travel to go anywhere and so we have a problem so when the time comes, mishpachah that the pressure is on you because you got too much house. Too much car, remember, surfeiting, surfeiting, surfeiting. Too much of this and too much. You have to think, I need to pay these bills. I don't want to lose my house. This thing is only, you start to tell yourself, this thing is going to soon pass. This is only for a month. I'm going to kick back, you know, and, Arnetta, you says your car has 32, 322,000 miles on it. <laughs> well, most I bless you, sis. I May mean, the Mosai add uh, multiply those miles. Uh, get squeeze it out, Just squeeze it out. Just try not to get into debt, right? Some of us, we our car need to we need to be able to see our faces in the car. Otherwise, we don't feel happy. If it doesn't shine and reflect me, my, the glory of me, the glory of me in the car. If I can't see my face shiny in that shiny new car, if I can't see my face in the, the bling of the wheels, I don't want it. <laughs> uh, and and some of you sisters would not marry a Hebrew brother who has the uh, the battleship gray, <laughs> right, brother, um, <laughs> brother Max. 'Cause Mama, for a long time, have said to little sisters, the little shorties, get yourself a man that got, that has, um, you know, fat, fat um, uh, pocketbook, sister, oh um, <laughs> sister from uh, Saint Croix, uh, a Hess man, right, a Hess man, <laughs> marry a Hess man, guy who works for the refinery or something, you know and so our sisters start to think you know i don't want to be married with this guy who has potential in the spirit uh, i need a man who can give me three houses and uh i can see my face in the car and you set yourself up for the for the last days and uh you know in the last days when things get rough now the, the guy gotta go out there and take take the mark you know you know um i gotta go to work and uh, As a matter of fact, since I got to go to work, I'm going to go out and just take this vaccine. I don't think it's um, it's that bad. It's going to pass. It's just a vaccine. But the vaccine comes with some paperwork, Mishpaka. It comes with some paperwork. Paperwork. And not just regular paperwork, but you got, isn't it kind of strange that you have a man who left And the funny thing about it, I think we talked about this um, today in the the, the meet and greet, where Bill Gates himself can't even solve the viruses for Microsoft. Every time you buy a, a Microsoft computer, a virus will hit that thing. He can't solve the viruses for that thing. So he he left the company after he made his billions, but he was planning all along. He been, you know, investing money in vaccines and was talking about viruses. Now he wants to try to resolve viruses in people's bodies. <laughs> you can't stop the viruses in a computer, but you want to stop viruses in a living being? Huh? But the way the plans that he have is we're going to give a digital certificate that shows that people gonna be able to um, travel, and you don't have to worry. Just show your papers. See, I'm clean. Let me go. And He causeth all right. Let's move on, Mishpaka. Six, six, six cometh. We're gonna read from Third Maccabees chapter two. Some of you all are not familiar with this, uh, but this gives us a little more detail about first maccabees and also second maccabees and this is back in a time when an experiment had taken place where if you read first maccabees chapter one it says the world was one let me see if i can get it up here it says all the world that was trying to make the world to be one let me go to first maccabees just to give you all just a little taste of it you see Again, brothers and sisters, things are repeated over and over. That's why the prophets, that's why um, the apostles spoke about remember, remember the words, remember, remember, bring in remembrance. Why? Because he's telling us go back to our forefathers. We will see this thing. We will see, we will see the examples. And just if you look and read the scriptures, It will be a template for us to know what to expect in the future. So 1st Maccabees chapter 1 spoke about the Greek empire, right? And how they started to win many wars and they uh, took over the earth, right? They controlled the money, spoils of many nations. The world was quiet because once they subdue the earth, who wants to challenge Greece, right? Just pay taxes and shut your mouth. So they pay the tributaries, tributaries or taxes. Uh, Let's move on down, let's move on down. Uh, Let me see, Um, let's go down, let's go down, Uh, let me see if we can find. I think I passed it already. Uh, Let me go back up. Uh, Okay. Um, Okay, so when you read the first chapter, it speaks about bringing the whole world as one and making everyone to be under the same uh, laws and same system. The Bible says that evil was multiplied in the earth, and uh, let me see if we can find it. He had Israelites who had joined with them. They got licensed to follow after the heathen. They had the gyms, gymnasiums, exercise right. They made covenants, sold themselves to do mischief. Sold themselves to the mischief. All right. uh, Let me see. Go down, go down. Okay. So I know it's in here, but right now I can't. My mind is is somewhere else. Versus 47. Okay. Thank you. Uh, 47, 47. Well, in 47, downward is talking about Uh, Compromises, Israelites made compromises, they ate the unclean food, you know, if they, if they want to survive in that system, in that economy, they had to join with the Greeks, the whole world had to become one, okay. To the end, that they uh, might forget the law and change all the ordinances. Okay, Uh, let me see. I think you all should be able to remember what that is. We, we'll, we'll just move on. So let's um, <clears throat> let's go back here and read Third Maccabees two. It says when uh, Ptolemy arrived in Egypt, he increased in his deeds of malice, abetted by the previously mentioned drinking companions and comrades who were strangers to everything just. Uh, he was not content with his uh, uncounted Uh, licentious deeds but even continued with such audacity that he framed evil reports in various localities and many of his friends intently observe observing the king's purpose themselves also followed his will so many other kings you know uh, just followed after him and did what he did what he do right verses 27 he proposed to inflict public disgrace on the jewish community and he set up a stone on the tower in a courtyard with with this inscription so he put a big sign okay uh, uh, basically a billboard and it reads verses 28 says none of those who do not sacrifice shall enter their sanctuaries and all jews shall be subject uh, subjected to a registration see that mishpaka all the Jews shall be subjected to a registration mishpaka involving poll tax and to the status of slaves those who object to this are to be taken by force and put to death this is the You see, when we read Revelation chapter 13, it's not coming from, it's not something new. It's not coming from nowhere, Mishpachah. We already have the template. This is why they remove these things from the Bible so we will never see the plan of the enemy. But when we we have these scrolls, it gives us a better understanding. And it says, let me read it again. Jews shall be subjected to a registration involving poll tax. Now, it has two words, not just a tax, but poll. Poll. In order for you to have a poll, Mishpika, you must do census. You must know where people, who the people are, where they live. You must go around, knock on doors, and you must give a census. And to the status of slaves, when people take the mark of the beast, you are becoming a slave. Why? Excuse me, because slaves are branded, Mishpikah. Slaves receive a mark. Just like they did to our people. If we have to eat, we have to go to Massa. Massa's going to feed us. We want toilet paper. Whatever we need, Massa's going to supply it. But before we start serving Massa, Massa must brand us as his property. We're given a a little place that we can live. We're not allowed to travel certain places unless we have a pass by Massa to go from one plantation to the other. Does that sound familiar to you? Where in order for us to travel to work, at certain place, in certain states, at certain times, you need to have approval, a pass, that you can travel from your home to your job and back home, only essential. Thank you, Brother Akin. Let me see if you can pull it up. Verse Maccabees chapter one and forty one. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Thank you moreover king antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people everybody got to be one and he caused all great and small everyone to receive a mark everybody got to be on one system it is nothing new let's get back here again verses 29 says uh, in third maccabees those who are registered are also to be branded that's slavery on their bodies by fire with the ivy leaf symbol of Dionysus. Dionysus is a god, one of the Greek goddess gods, mishpaka, a sodomite god. A sodomite god, mishpaka, An ivy leaf league. Ivy league. Ivy leaf. <laughs> ivy. I'm I'm an ivy, you know. Ivy-leaf symbol of Dionysus, and they shall also be reduced to their former limited status. We're going to reduce them down to servants. Verses 30, in order that he might not appear to be an enemy of all. So if you register with the beast, you're not my enemy. You're working with the system we have you in the registry we can pull up your information we know that you're safe you're good to go we see your papers you can go ahead to work he inscribed below but if any of them prefer to join those who have been initiated into the mysteries if you want to join up with those who are in the religious mysteries mysteries any mystery babylon They shall have equal citizenship with the Alexandrians. Because remember, the kingdom was set up by Alexander the Great, the Greek, which caused the earth to be one. Brothers and sisters, we have in the book of Revelations, mystery Babylon religion. Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, right? And Bacchus, which is Dionysus, which is the same guy, the sodomite. Imagine a sodomite. Right? A sodomite. This woman is also a prostitute. Prostitutes don't care. They, they, they go different ways for money. Right? So if you want to join the mysteries, the occult, the cultic or the religious order, you join these people. They shall have equal citizenship or status with the system verses 31 now some however with an obvious abhorrence of the price to be exacted for maintaining the religion of their city it's a heavy price to pay being an Israelite readily gave themselves up it's too expensive to maintain ourselves as Israelites it's costly to be non-gmo it's too expensive so we're going to give that up since they expected to enhance their reputation by their future association with the king we call them sellouts sellouts mishpaka sellouts they look at themselves they say hey you know what it's too costly i don't want to be in this thing anymore It's, it's we, we, you know, we, we got to take care of the Benjamins. We got to get the monies. The monies. So what they did, we want status. We're going to enhance our reputation by joining in association with association with the king. All right? But the majority acted firmly with a courageous spirit and did not abandon their religion. Some of us, we did not sell out. And by paying money in exchange for life, they confidently attempted to save. You see, the word "attempted" to save themselves from the registration. So, some of us is going to try to buy out, buy off, or pay off some guards, some some police. Hey, you know what? Uh, here's here's $200. Look, look the other way. Uh, I'm just going to run down there and grab some stuff. Or they can pay. You know, uh, hey, you know what? I need some groceries for my family. Um, <clears throat> I know that the, the salary for a police officer is only, you know, 300, $300 a week. I'll give you $100 on top of that, which is or 150 half your salary. If you can run out to uh, Kroger or Publix or one of these um, or Sam's, Sam's Club <laughs> and uh, get me some groceries, uh, uh, you know, I'll give you a little extra something if you can do that for me. So some of us who had a little extra shekels, we paid out we paid off a few people right so we can preserve life and not be registered with the government but after a while mishpaka it doesn't work anymore because the guards will start jumping the price up all of a sudden you had some gold shekels put aside because everyone was saying buy gold buy gold buy gold so you bought a ten thousand dollars worth of gold So, the first week, you know, you did okay with the goal. The second week, now it takes twice the amount to get a a loaf of bread. The third week is four times. Next thing you know, it's $1,000 worth of gold for uh, two crackers and a piece of cheese. So, you live okay for maybe a month or so with your goal but they can do whatever they want. If you want that thing, you're gonna pay a price for it. Verses 33, they remained resolutely hopeful of obtaining help. You see, the reason why they were paying these people off, they were trying to buy some time, hoping that the Calvary would show up and save them. They remained resolutely hopeful of obtaining help, and they abhorred those who separated themselves for them, considering them to be enemies of the Jewish nation and depriving them of companionship and mutual help. I'm not going to help you. You're a sellout. Why do you want to sell your people out? So some of us try to use our influence and affluence to survive. Hoping that things will change, but it doesn't always work that way, Mishpaka. We're going to read some things, some history from our people. Yeah, all, all sharp. Sharpton. The Wars of the Jews, Book 6. Josephus describes the Roman sack of Jerusalem. So let's read some things, um, and then we're going to go into the news, okay? We're going to go into the news. So let's take a look. Chapter 8. Reads this way. Number four or three. So the Romans being now become masters of war, which are no different from the European um, powers that be. They are masters of war. They both placed their ensigns upon the towers, the flags. It's called the flags, and made joyful acclamations for the victory they had gained, as having found the end of this war much lighter. Then it's beginning you know the war is going down things is going good we're winning so um, we don't have to fight as hard as much for when they had gotten upon the last upon the last was without any bloodshed so when they got to the last part of the war last phase of the war they got through to the point there's no bloodshed they could hardly believe what they found to be true but seeing nobody to oppose them, they stood in doubt what such an unusual solitude could mean, like well, nobody's fighting us anymore, everything is quiet. What does this mean? It means what? Peace for us? But when they went in numbers into the lanes of the city with their swords drawn, they slew those whom they overtook without mercy and set fire to the houses where the Jews were fled and burnt every soul in them, and laid waste a great many of the rest. So they passed through the city. They killed those who can kill in the streets. Those who ran away and, and, and went into hiding, they locked the doors and burnt them, right? Continuing uh, 4 or 5, it says, And when they were come to the houses to plunder them, They found in them entire families of dead men, and the upper rooms full of dead corpses. That is of such as died by the famine. They then stood in a horror at this sight and went out without touching anything. (laughs) Plagues, famine, plagues. But although they had this, uh, (laughs) commiseration, these words. For such as were destroyed in that manner, they had yet had they not the same for those that were still alive. But they ran everyone through whom uh, they met with and obstructed the very lanes with their dead bodies and made the whole city run down with blood. To such a degree, indeed, that the fire of many of the houses was quenched with these men's blood imagine that they killed so many Israelites that didn't that they didn't even have to put the fire out with water the blood did the job for seven says and truly so it happened that though the slayers left off at the evening so when the Sun went down it says you know enough enough killing We've killed enough for the day. Let's go home. Yet did the fire greatly prevail in the night. So the fires were just burning all through the night. And as all was burning, came that eighth day of the month of Gorpius, Elul, upon Jerusalem, a city that had been liable to so much misery during the siege that Had it always enjoyed as much happiness from its first foundation, it would certainly have been the envy of the world. See, if we had stayed in keeping the Mosiah's Torah, we would have been the envy. We was the envy. We would have remained to be the envy of the world. Remember, Solomon showed the the glory thereof. Nor did it on any other account so much deserve these sore misfortunes as by producing such a generation of men as were the occasion of this, its overthrow. Let's continue on. Chapter 9 reads this way. And now since his soldiers were already uh, quite tired with killing men, and yet they appeared to be a vast multitude still remaining alive, Caesar gave orders that they should kill none but those that were in arms. So, if you're a soldier, if you got weapons, if you got a gun on you, kill them. If you got a sword, a weapon, kill them and oppose them, but should take the rest alive. But together with those whom they had orders to slay, they slew the aged and the infirm. Now, wait a minute, Mishpaka. <clears throat> So they they didn't have a disease to kill the old and the sick. They had swords. So Caesar went to give the the command saying, kill the old people and kill the, the, the sick ones. Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. Caesar means king. King wears a crown. Corona. Corona means, I guess, king of the flu. Corona, king, right? Crown. Hmm. So, Corona (coughs) is given the orders to kill the aged and the sick. If you have, if you look at the news, it's repeated. People who have uh, previous illnesses, if you have diabetes, that's going to kill you. If you have this uh, thing, it's going to kill you. If you had uh, TB, it's going to kill you. If you had a a bad flu before, it's going to kill you. If you. and they're, they're repeating this thing on every single channel, every single channel. So stay home. it says, "Stay home. <laughs> but you got to go out and eat, right? And when you're staying home, the people who are delivering the goods, they themselves are, uh, are sick, infested with disease. And they're finding a lot of people who are dying in um, older people and infirm people are di- finding them dead in their houses. continue on but for those that were in their flourishing age and who might be useful to them they drove them together into the temple and shut them up within the walls of the court of the who the women hmm over which Caesar set one of his freedmen as also fronto one of his own friends uh, which Last was to determine everyone's fate according to his merits. We call it. We call that a czar. So Caesar set up a czar to continue the business, the work. Okay. <clears throat> so this Fronto, which is a, which is a czar, <clears throat> okay, slew all those that had been uh, seditious, seditious and robbers, who were impeached one by another. But of the young men he chose out of the tallest and most beautiful and reserved them for the triumph. So he wants to parade the young handsome men as trophies, right, trophies of war, spoils of war. And as for the rest of the multitude that were above 17 years old, he put them into bonds, slaves, and sent them to the Egyptian mines. You all see that Mishpaka? Titus also sent a great number into the provinces as a present to them that they might be destroyed upon their theaters. We call it gladiators. By the sword and by wild beasts, sports, arena, football, basketball. But those that were under 17 years of age were sold for slaves. Now, during the days wherein Fronto, the czar, was distinguishing, these men, their um, uh, perished for want of food. 11,000 Israelites died of starvation. You see that? Some of whom did not taste any food through the hatred their guards bore to them. So the guards hated our people so much. That's right, uh, Brother Kinzar, Caesar, Tsar. The guards bore to them and others would not take any when it was given them, so you had some that received that was um, the guards hated them so much and starved them, and we had some Israelites who says, "We're not going to eat the food, the prison food." Okay, the multitude also was so very great that they were in want even of corn for their subsistence. Now the number of those that were carried captive during this whole war was collected to be ninety-seven thousand. Israelites, as was the number of those that perished during the whole siege, eleven hundred thousand, the greater part of whom were indeed of the same nation with the citizens of Jerusalem, but not belonging to the city itself, for they were come up from all the country to the feast of unleavened bread. You see how they get us, mishpaka They wait till we show up to the feast, and they get us. occasioned to to occasion so great a straightness a traitness straightness among them that there came a pestilent destruction upon them and soon afterwards such a famine as destroyed them more suddenly now I'm going to read something here that is really sad found in the book of Josephus again as I said in the beginning let me go back here real quick right at the beginning this warning that tonight's presentation contains scripture and historical content that may not be suitable or suited for some viewers. Discretion, viewer discretion is advised. So let's move on. Let's go back. And if it's stuck, let me know because I know sometimes these things get stuck. Everyone can see my screen good? Is it frozen? No? Yes? Good? Okay. This is a sad story about a sister called Mary of Bethusba. It says, there was a certain woman that dwelt beyond Jordan. Her name was Mary. Her father was Eliza, of the village Bethsab, which signifies the house of Hyssop. She was eminent for her family and her wealth and had fled away to Jerusalem with the rest of the multitude. And was with them besieged therein at this time the other effects of this woman had been already seized upon so all her wealth has been taken from her such i mean as she had brought with her out of perea and removed to the city what she had treasured up besides as also what food she had contrived to save had been also carried off by Rapacious guards. So you had greedy gu- guards who um, stole her food, the things, all her food supply, her all her canned goods, so to speak, right? They came and stole the stuff. The guards, who were supposed to be protecting her, right? Who came every day running into her house for that purpose. This put the poor woman into a very great passion, and by the frequent reproaches of in- Precarious precations. She uh, she east she east at these uh, rapacious villains. She had provoked them to anger against her. But none of them, uh, either out of indignation she had raised against herself, or out of uh, commiseration of her case, would take away her life and it, and if she found any food she perceived her labors were for others and not for herself so she would work hard and not even think about herself and it was now become impossible for her anyway to find any more food while the famine pierced through her very bowels and marrow when also her passion was fired to a degree beyond the famine itself so imagine this poor woman was struggling to feed others and not even thinking about herself nor did she consult with anything but with her passion and the necessity she was in Hmm. she then attempted a most unnatural thing and snatching up her son who was a child sucking at her breasts she says O oh, you miserable infant for whom shall I perceive